0: Welcome to the Rolling Stone Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British Invasion, hosted by your own bad boys. It's Pete. And PJ. A Beach Boys Boys production.
1: It is indeed a Beach... I didn't mean to stop the music, it just perfectly connected to my Bluetooth at the exact same time.
0: <laughs> of course it did. So. Yeah. You ever get the... I, I don't know what kind of car you have, PJ, but we've there's been a lot of car talk on this show recently, yeah. I feel like. My car has come up a weird amount. Who are we, Click and Clank? But it's a... Yeah, I know, right? Uh, the Tapper Brothers. Yes. Um, we... Hey, speaking of planes, they're in that Cars movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> speaking, speaking of, of planes. planes <laughs> it's this show. Do you think two this weeks is ago. the... Yeah, do you think this is the only podcast... Where our episode-to-episode episode references are always two weeks apart because the release schedule, which is when I re-listen to an episode, yeah, lines. you know what I mean? Like it right. lines up yeah. with then the current episode where I couldn't tell you anything we talked about last week, but two weeks ago, oh boy, it's fresh in You're my mind. you a real
1: friend. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You got to listen to episode one, <laughs> then episode three, then two, then four. Yes. Yeah. It's then it really makes the most tough- sense
0: for the music you know it doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense Not but our conversations will sound like they're all recorded like right in a row yeah. it's crazy
1: yeah because i edit them um i edited that one yesterday so it's fresh in my brain yeah
0: yeah so it's fresh in your mind too yeah uh hey speaking of pairs of twin brothers too twin towers baby yeah
1: <laughs> there we go speaking it's of it, also of speaking callback. of
0: episode four or five or whatever that is um I was going to say you ever get the thing where you're in your uh, apartment or home and your car or in your phone tries to connect to your car's Bluetooth. You know, I do have that. I do drive a That's
1: 1999 annoying. Ford Ranger, but I have one of those things that you nice. stick so in. So it's the got Bluetooth.
0: Cig- it's kitted out. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Touchscreen. I've, I've got everything. 16-inch rims, which is one inch bigger than the OEM rims. I've got a and, Bluetooth uh, thing that you shove into the cigarette lighter.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a DVD player and screen that's in the back window so that anyone sitting in the bed can watch the movie while you're, yeah. while you're well, on the trip?
1: Well, that's the thing. I have the XLT model, so I've got the little jump seats mm. in the back that sit sideways. So oh, I've nice. got two of them in the center facing outward.
0: I uh, grew up with an uncle, Are like, closest kind of family member yep. this uncle had a ford ranger with those jump seats and as like a five-year-old or whatever you fit perfectly in those things and they were the yep. coolest in the world
1: um as an adult our, our friend jake has uh <laughs> has a truck oh, yeah that has jump it's Does not he a ranger have the
0: sideways facing seats yeah too? i'm
1: pretty sure because i had to oh, okay. ride in one of them one time as an adult man and
0: i didn't fit uh, yeah Barely even one adult can fit back there, much less two. They're really almost pointless. You know, and that's that
1: that that's the trick is to get a car, a truck that technically has five seats, but then you never have to drive anywhere because you're like, I guess we could take my truck, but you know, it's kind of inconvenient.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's It's, a good move. It's actually at the point in those truck like those jump seats if you and you wouldn't put a kid back there now because. Well, I guess there is like a maybe five-year age period where a kid could like from five to ten five where to they 10, don't need yeah. a car seat, but um, they're not too big. But it is arguably unsafe uh, uh, according to twenty twenty one standards, at least. I hear the um,
1: safest cars in a in a in the world,
0: <laughs> the Ford Rangers. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine Ford Ranger. Yeah, I hear that they're the safest place to be during an earthquake. Yeah, I've heard that too. Oh. It's just it's a seat that seems it just gets in the way as a as like a single adult man. I have to think that they're just more annoying than anything else because they get in the way of your storage space behind the behind the bench seat.
1: They still have sto- I This is, you know, we we practically are click and clank at this point. Um, yeah, I, I
0: just it is click and clack just to set the record straight.
1: So freaking Frank, um, that's us. Uh, yeah. but we, um, in mine, there's storage space behind, cause they fold in. So there's storage space behind where they fold in at. Like
0: into the wall? Yeah. Of the truck? What do you mean fold in? They oh. fold into the wall of the truck. Wait, so are
1: they flush? They're, yeah, when you close the them, they're flush.
0: Yeah. Whoa. That's yeah, wild. I yeah. think the one my uncle had, it was like the back of the seat was just attached to the wall. And then it was just a seat pad that flipped down, kind of like a stadium seat thing that you oh. have to See, go to a football game with. You know,
1: mine. If you didn't know they were there, it would just look like there were weird handles on the in the back of the truck, and then you pull one. That's and then, really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah I got storage yeah, back there. Fun.
1: It's pretty nice.
0: Right on. So you don't have to worry about it. I don't. I don't have to worry about it. Out of yeah. my mind. That's cool.
1: All that's getting well, cut.
0: <laughs> There's no, yeah, there's no joke at the end to save it like usual. Nope. Like that sweet Judge Reinhold conversation from...
1: <laughs> from a few weeks back.
0: From, yeah, from a very, from the most recent episode that I have personally heard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really all you can say. It's, you know, I think, I feel like we're breaking new ground in terms of how many episodes can one podcast go, both, two things without getting any ads because even like really shitty podcasts I feel like have at least like one or two real ads at some point so without real ads and then also just like continuously declining production values (laughs) from the first episode I mean there was a point BJ in this show where we cared enough about it to sit down during the week and write our own parody songs about the band we're into (laughs) and now we're leading with 10 minutes of talk about the backseat of your pickup truck (laughs) Yeah, I mean... And not even trying to be funny about it, just <laughs> legitimately I'm interested in where your jump seats go. You know,
1: I... Feels good. We're, we've just
0: get gotten more comfortable. We're more real with our audience at this point. I think so. If if you guys couldn't tell, this is a pretty casual episode, and that's on purpose. Casual is... Because um, we're just like if we worked at a burrito shop, we're wrapping it up today. We're wrapping it up.
1: You know what's weird? You said burrito shop, and I was trying to think of something that's Mm -hmm. casual, and in my mind, I was going to say, that's casual as Qdoba.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: which is Everyone's
0: favorite burrito shop. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a Qdoba since my time in Frisco Bay here, PJ.
1: Really? um, There's a Qdoba like two blocks away. Nice. For me?
0: How do you know that? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Just never walked that direction, I guess, yeah.
1: Well, that's the bad side um, of town. It's like the tracks, but in San Francisco, once you cross the Qdoba line, you're you're on the yeah, bad side of San Fran. Yeah, they Frame. call it
0: the Qdoba line. There's the other side of the tracks, there's the fog line, and then there's the Qdoba line. Yeah. There's also the San Andreas Fault, which I don't really know what that is, but seems bad. That's the Grand Theft Auto thing. That's all I know. Mm, yeah, yeah, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas Fault. Well, yeah. It's Grand uh, Theft Auto, Grand Canyon, steal a burrow from a tourist. <laughs> I would play that game. It would be just seems really limited. Like your only options really are to just like steal shit from tourists, basically. I mean, yeah. in a city, you have or park rangers more going on, I guess. True. Yeah, maybe you play as the park ranger, but then you go, you go rogue. You go rogue. Yeah. Um. You know the. Wait, no, stop. I was in the middle of something and I just remembered what it was. I was just going to explain to people before they decided to turn this episode off preemptively, which maybe they already did. But we're being so casual because we're wrapping up the Rolling Stones, what we're going to call their early period this episode, and go over some of our favorite tracks uh, from the early times. But other than that, it's not like we're talking about, you know, the what, what the Rolling Stones yeah. are actually up to these days, what what Mick's been smoking, what Keith's been banging, what um, kind of chips Bill's really into.
1: You know, the answer to all three like that. is black tar heroin. Weirdly enough,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, PJ, you were saying about uh, Grand Theft Auto: Grand Canyon.
1: I was saying that you know how each like individual grand theft auto game has like their own cars for each city what would sure. the, yes. the ones for the grand canyon would be just like a station wagon a burrow
0: yes yeah a dirt bike yeah. i feel like people do that it would be and like an, an airstream, airstream camper. camper yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of those cruise america rvs that you can rent oh yeah 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 and then and then like a park ranger jeep for sure yeah. they'd have to have something like that and then two rented harleys Yes, yeah, Yeah. for sure. And then I actually was thinking, my first thought about it was, it'd be really fun, Grand Theft Auto Grand Canyon, to have, like, planes and helicopters, and then you could fly through the Grand Canyon, so.
1: There you probably go. Probably gotta have
0: that, yeah. yeah. I feel
1: like this is a game that the government should fund, and it maybe it would in- make more people want to visit the Grand Canyon, get a little bit more revenue off that
0: that's right yeah you know pj in to in this specific time in our country Mm -hmm. when you know middle of pandemic uh economic recession, you know really what the the government should be focusing on is driving visitation to the national parks i think Mm -hmm. that seems right that's i heard biden pledged 100 parks in 100 days yeah and he meant that he was going to get 100 people to go to 100 parks in 100 days and uh doesn't seem like that many to me. No, that's I like one it's
1: person like, per park.
0: He's starting slow. You
1: yeah. Know? I mean, he's, that's why the calmest slowy with goals Joey.
0: <laughs> goals that he knows he can he can do. You know, he can. Yeah. Meet.
1: And that's fair. I mean, if you if you set your goals really low, like we have for our podcast, apparently, then yeah. anything you do is great. You know, we've already well, decided true. that we're gonna lose money on this podcast um and that's true we're fine with it now we don't have to
0: (laughs) we met that goal on our very first episode exactly probably
1: Mm -hmm. and And, now we're uh, good and now we don't have to suck the cocks of fucking uh, casper mattresses you know
0: that's right i couldn't even imagine having to read that ad that would be terrible
1: No, it'd be it'd be rough hey peter you
0: ever tried out this
1: thing called blue chew (laughs) no oh don't worry about it we'll get into it later
0: sorry not trying to shut down the conversation but but no i haven't
1: Oh, okay so it's a it's a pill you take right sure and gets i'm interested yeah it gets your dick hard
0: Ooh. yeah i could use that yeah Yeah. that sounds great
1: yeah and if if it's if it's uh if it's hard for more than five hours call your doctor but you know what i want to say about that Hmm. more like call a hooker
0: oh that's funny you know, PJ, that actually does come in handy to me because I usually can sustain full erection throughout this entire recording, but just the minute we're done until the next week when we start recording, I got nothing, man. Yeah, it's no good.
1: That's why your face is so pale during this. All your blood is rushing. <laughs> it's a lot of blood downward. Yeah. I would just like to say that hooker hooker joke is a joke that Jay Leno did in like 2005. <laughs> really? That. When I was in fifth yeah. grade, thought it was hilarious. And then, thinking about it now, he joked about Viagra a lot.
0: I mean, you got to defend using it somehow. High five.
1: That's a, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. Do you think Jay Leno now would just go fuck one of his cars?
1: That's what the tailpipes are for, Peter.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you haven't turned off the episode by now
0: certainly There's, by now you yeah yeah you're in for the long haul at this you point. really are i mean okay here once again i think it's only been like five minutes since i previously was worried about people turning it off yeah. but now in case you're gonna turn it off again we have actually something to talk about pj uh, regarding the rolling stones ooh yeah a little bit of a rolling stones news I love the soundtrack to a James Bond knockoff movie. (laughs) It's it's so good. (laughs) This is the scene when he walks into the casino in the French Riviera. And, you know, looking very sexy in that tuxedo. So, PJ, we have a little bit of Rolling Stones news. Yeah, Pete? The Rolling Stones are going to release... Ooh, God, I can't even so good their own chocolate bars PJ of course what is more Rolling Stones (laughs) than their own chocolate bars I did not expect that let me tell you the chocolate bar I mean I guess just because it's maybe so off the wall like it yeah it's happening man as of January 29th the the official Rolling Stones chocolate bars are out and i don't know why who wants it who needs no, it no nobody's been asking for that who's buying it like maybe if you released it right before the holidays it could be a kind of right fun like a stocking stuffer gift. right for your uncle who loves the stones but the thing is
1: people are the people who are going to buy it are going to be the people who like have just a ton of shit on their shelves and that are like collector's items, but they're not really collector's items. They just say the Rolling Stones on it or something.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's gotta be the only people, so they're gonna buy it and leave it on their shelf. I would like to... Uh, do, did it say how widely available it's going to be?
0: Uh, no. You okay. can pre-order it right now. How much is it? And... <laughs> the The chocolate bars. Uh, it does not say how big they are, so okay. you just get a guess, I suppose, on how much bar you're getting for your money. They are eight ninety five. How much is that in British pounds? Great question. Their website right now, even though it says .uk, it's in dollars. Interesting. And uh, hmm. guess how much delivery is on that eight ninety five chocolate bar to the U S. Fifteen ninety nine. Uh Six dollars, but okay, still two thirds the price is a little steep, a yeah. little steep for a chocolate bar. Uh, there's I'm, think- I'm thinking about it. There's two flavors. Ooh. yeah, do you want to guess they? what they might be? They're both Rolling Stones themed, although neither of them seem particularly chocolate one bar is, themed. One is Bluesberry, <laughs> no, but it probably should have been. It's not right? worse that's... than anything they actually came up with.
1: Okay, so there's Bluesberry, which I'm confident I'm right about, even though you yeah. just told me I was wrong. Sure. And then there's gotta be... Um... Give me a second to think of a joke here. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. It's just like a crunch bar. And there's no fun name. They just like crunch bars.
0: Yeah, not bad guesses, because that's essentially what they were. Okay. So one of them is named brown sugar. Oh, that okay. And while technically chocolate is brown colored sugar, right. The chocolate bar itself is not brown sugar flavored in any way. It's just a right. chocolate it's just a plain chocolate bar named brown sugar, which is honestly very confusing.
1: Um Yeah, that is confusing. Why would yeah. i mean i get it but i also don't get it well okay. it gets yeah. better
0: because the other chocolate bar is named cherry red <laughs> apparently there's a lyric and you can't always get you want that can't always get what you want that says my favorite cherry flavor, red cherry red yeah. yeah uh so that one's called cherry red but guess what it does not have in it cherries no nope. <laughs> <Or> red <laughs> <laughs> nope it's just another plain chocolate bar <laughs> And it really begs the question, why the fuck are they doing this at all? Like, what's what's the point of any of it? What does the packaging look like? Uh, let's see. It is the brown sugar one is orange.
1: That doesn't make any with sense. With
0: a, like, blue and red and yellow kind of version of their, their blowing a raspberry logo on it. Wow. Ah. And then, where's the cherry red one? I can't find it on their website.
1: On the back of the bar I'm looking at the picture now. Okay. Um, on the on the back of it it says which is like glitching out like crazy on my screen, like it won't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um but it says brown sugar, how come you taste so good at the top? Nice. And it says brown sugar, and then it has four signatures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, gotta sign oh. their best work, man. Yeah, absolutely. The rolling oh, stones. I'm going to fucking buy one. It says with brown sugar, but then in the ingredients. Oh, no, it does. Okay. 5% of the like sugar used is brown sugar instead of just like cane sugar. Wait, no. Okay. Milk chocolate, vanilla flavoring, and then brown sugar in the ingredients.
1: Okay. That makes more sense.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't say the article I was reading does not say it has brown sugar in it. It just says it's a milk chocolate bar. I'm so now I'm wondering right if now. the cherry one was cherries, but it's not on their website, so there's no way to know. Yeah, this the article I was reading is off NME and it is It's Enemy. a trip. Yeah, anima. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so apparently in the second paragraph of this article, it mentions that <laughs> That them releasing chocolate bars appears to be the latest move in the band's merchandising strategy, which saw them open their very first flagship merch store in London last year, which I did not know about. And that is I mean, I in the very first episode we talked a little bit about the Rolling Stones just kind of becoming a brand, but literally just having your own merch store in London is that is insane, man.
1: Yeah. That's wild. Like
0: that is one step away from having like a real rolling stones like clothing line at macy's or some shit <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right so weird which i'm surprised the they don't fuck. already
1: have honestly i'm ordering one
0: yeah the chocolate bars i'm genuinely doing it right now we probably should both get one and then eat it on the show i think so
1: right. review it i yeah. got I, I got the brown sugar one if you can't find the other one I yeah suppose. i couldn't
0: find the other one but yeah okay i'll get one too and then we can talk about it on the it's not going to be here for forever i think though because they don't even come out for another week And then I assume they're going to take like four weeks to ship.
1: (laughs) I paid $15 total.
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs) Keith Richards recently spoke about how he's taken up gardening to pass the time during the pandemic. Quote, I spent the whole summer actually admiring the garden and also doing a bit of gardening myself, watering the veggies and stuff. He said, I got into a way more normal way of life, which is unnormal.
1: That is very unnormal.
0: Wow, what yeah, what kind of Keith. plants
1: do you think Keith Richards is is water? What kind of veggies? Yeah, that's does so he weird.
0: Says? It the way it sounds is like he's they have a vegetable garden, but he's so it's either like his wife or partner. I don't know his living situation, but whoever he lives with has a garden, or he just likes having fresh vegetables. So he like told his like housekeepers <laughs> yeah. to start a garden for him, and he just doesn't do any of it.
1: I like to think that there was already a garden that somebody was doing, it, and he just goes out and like they hand him the hose, and they're like, "Yeah, Keith, you can you can water, yeah, you can water."
0: And he like walks away, and they're like, "We gotta t- go get new plants. He ruined all these. Just don't tell him." Yeah,
1: they replace him every morning.
0: Um, I ordered my chocolate bar. Nice. This uh, this merch store sucks. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> It's very bad. They have an emotional rescue sleep mask that is a yep. black sleep mask that in white block letters on the front says The Rolling Stones Emotional Rescue. Just My to let everyone one, around you know, yeah. it says a Rolling, <laughs> Rolling Stones Emotional Rescue.
1: My favorite one is this hat. It's a black hat. And in yellow might letters, looking it at says the
0: same one. honk. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that at least and has their it, logo. I'm looking yeah. at. There's also a plain black baseball cap that, similar to the emotional rescue one, just says "She's so cold" on the front <clears> in like white block letters, and then it says the Rolling Stones in white letters on the back. But like, yeah, that these, is some are weird garbage. merchandising. That feels, yeah, you know,
1: that know feels the like worst something one, someone
0: would do ironically, weirdly. Yeah, but they're the worst selling one. It is
1: these black-on-black fuzzy socks that are very <laughs> black fuzzy socks, and yeah. it has a black Rolling Stones raspberry-blowing uh, logo on yeah. on it. You can barely see it, and it is sold out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough people were like, yeah, I'd like those black socks.
0: Yeah, they have the same thing as a like fuzzy fleece blanket, where it's a black fleece yeah. blanket with their logo in all black on it and so like dumb. what's the point at that point like you are a rolling stones fan but you and you want the rolling stones branded blanket and socks but you don't want to be too obvious about it that's just But you know how
1: did you see how much the blanket was
0: <laughs>
1: $87
0: <laughs> Hell
1: yeah um they also have a stones love robe which is just their logo with like an arrow going through yeah. it uh, and it's $156
0: That's like, I mean, I can't, I just can't imagine fleece being, like, you can't get that much better when it's just a fleece blanket, right? Exactly. There has to be a level where the actual quality tops out that seems like it should be like $40 for that blanket. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah.
1: Oh, would you, oh, the best one, the best piece of merchandise they have. Yeah. It is a beer koozie. That says, She's So Cold on the back (laughs) of
0: it. Ooh, and it's got the tongue frozen. Wow. Is She So Cold? Is that like a new song of theirs? I don't know. I've never heard that song name before. No, it's not. No. Is that off their new album or something? I don't believe so. Um, You know what I just
1: realized? It's like an old song. It's off Emotional Rescue, which came out
0: in 80. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't know that song, so none of those things make sense to me. Uh, <laughs> on one of the um, descriptions for something with the Raspberry Lips logo, um, it says something about it being Licks. And I'm like, when they came up with that logo, or whoever did, it was Andy Warhol, right? Or no? He just designed oh, the first I actually, album cover with that logo on it. I
1: actually don't know. I think it, I mean, probably.
0: I think that logo i think what i'm getting confused is that the logo appeared on the first album like the first album cover it appeared on was the album cover andy warhol did with the zipper yeah yeah it's a guy named john patch john patchy Patchy, i don't know how you pronounce it but um yeah so it's not warhol but um But that logo, like, is it supposed to be a tongue licking? And then also, is that supposed to be a a weird pun about guitar licks? Because I think I hate the logo more than I already did, if that's true. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I don't know. Uh, Let's read this whole Wikipedia article.
0: I was about to say, let's do that. And then part of me is thinking, maybe we... uh, don't do that. should wait until the logo actually exists in their history and then we can do a whole episode on it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's smart yes let's do that
0: all right sick well so that's been rolling stones news pj hey what's our thing for listener mail uh listener mail is now i've got a witness for some reason (laughs) i think we just thought it would sound cool been more organ are all of our theme songs with organ on them
1: they must be i mean i guess i, I just want to make
0: love to you. doesn't problem yeah
1: we uh didn't have uh, any we didn't remember why we chose this song as our listener mail song uh i'm sure we said it in a podcast somewhere
0: but it does it is a good listener mail song i think i mean with beach boys news too i think we literally just did a song that like would sound good to talk over so that's kind of all we were doing here i believe i'm i'm pretty sure um
1: so this listener mail comes from a fan comes from
0: our our twitter uh a a a fan from
1: a fan from montana by the name of jake jake
0: iverson fans in montana is montana the one that's
1: canada I think so, yeah. Um, It's Canada, but it's Spanish for mountain, so I just don't get it. That Mm. state doesn't make any sense to me. I
0: thought Canada was like French.
1: Yeah, you'd think so. I don't know. You don't know what those damn Ruskies up there are up to. (laughs) (laughs) Calling Canadians Ruskies might be my new favorite thing. Is
0: that what Sarah Palin meant? (laughs) (laughs) She could just literally see Russians from her house? Exactly. Or she thought Canada was full of Russians, um, so he shared a picture
1: of um, Jake. Did. One this Jake fella. This this Jake fella. He shared a picture, um, and it is his Spotify playing a Rolling Stone song. Which a one? A great Rolling Which one? Sweet, Sweet Virginia by the Rolling Stones. Never it's heard of it. Okay, it's off of an album we'll talk about later. Oh, why would he uh, not just tweet it at us
0: then? Doesn't he know that we're going in order?
1: <sighs> he should. But he said the great, uh, the Stones' greatest flex was them just casually making country music that's better than any country music in American has ever made. And then he said, "CC at Beach Boys, boys, this is Fun. me pitching myself to be on the Sticky Fingers and or Exile episode." Um, Jake,
0: hold on, is this Jake? Jake, the Jake. This is a friend of the show, Jake. show, Twice, yes,
1: twice. Wow, three times actually, nice. I believe.
0: Uh if you count breaking one episode up into two, then yeah. Yep,
1: which I do. Um, okay,
0: great. <laughs> settled.
1: He's and then um another friend of the show, Paul. Uh uh said, <gasps> wait, Let me be wait. On.
0: Paul who has also been on the show? Paul who has also been on the show, yeah. But only once because I was so mean to him while he was on? <laughs> yes, only once because <laughs> he refused to come exactly. back. PJ kept inviting him and he said I will not record a podcast <laughs> with that other guy.
1: Uh, which is kind of true, which is the fun thing.
0: <laughs> uh you also want to know what's fun is that Paul and I aren't like super close friends where we like text casually or anything, but Right. That is legitimately the last time I have smoked spoken to Paul. Like I really? I never Yeah, I'm huh. pretty sure cuz that was I didn't see him a ton when we actually lived in the same place and then like I said like we don't text or anything and Hmm. very interesting yeah so Paul if you're out there I'm sure you aren't listening to this but (laughs) but Peter sorry yeah if it ever comes back to you I'm pretty sure I've told everybody who's mutual friends with us that I feel very bad about that just in case he hears it secondhand so
1: yeah I think I told him that good Um...
0: I I want him to know
1: But then he said, let me be on both of these instead. So, or I don't even know who the rocking stones are,
0: Pools. (laughs) Paul, that's true. I'm remembering now. Paul came on and knew like four Beach Boys songs and almost, I feel like part of the reason I got so upset with him is he refused to play along and and enjoy the Beach Boys (laughs) at all, or even pretend to.
1: Every guest we had on, with the exception of Jake,
0: uh... Yeah, uh, sided with me more than you, and I think that really made you mad. <laughs> That's kind of true, and then yeah, to some degree, Jake sided with you more too because both of you yeah just decided talking about the Beach Boys wasn't important, so you might as well <laughs> just yell over me while I tried to get to the next you know song in the notes or whatever.
1: That is, we did give you a little taste of your own medicine. Um.
0: <laughs> That's true. Maybe we do need to have Paul back on so I can just yeah. Get my ass kicked on, on tape. We can get, we can get, we can get both
1: Jake and Paul, and then if we get Dawit in there, then you know yeah. we've got all three of the guests we've ever had.
0: That's true. Dawit, for anyone listening out there, Dawit is hard at work on the COVID vaccine, by the way, right now. So for real? Yeah, for real. Holy he shit! He works Good in a him. lab at a, a university in Michigan. I forget exactly which one off the top of my head. Whether it would be Michigan State or University of Michigan, but. Oh, I was just gonna. I was gonna bring up too. Like, aside from Jake, I can't imagine Paul or Dowie have ever listened to the Beach Boys again after leaving our show. That's not true.
1: Paul. Oh. Uh, was a really big fan of the song "Vegetables."
0: I I remember that, and he yeah. has continued to listen to that one song without looking up any other Beach Boys music.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nice. So, and he came on for the Christmas episode, so he's not even listen, he's not listened to any real Beach Boys music.
0: That's true. We should have more guests on the Rolling Stone studs. I don't know if it's if it's a uh, technologically viable because we're doing this across the internet waves. But
1: hey, man, if we just get our girlfriends on, then that's perfect.
0: Oh, and they both—I guess I don't know about uh, your current partner, but I could speak for mine that she doesn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could also speak for mine. Does not give a shit. Yeah.
0: You know what? We should have them do an episode. I feel like yeah. Uh, Shelby, Shelby's thoughts on the Rolling Stones, I think, could be summed up in, oh, that band you're always listening to right now, I don't love them. <laughs> That's it. Like, she doesn't really hate them, yeah. but it's more just annoying that I won't stop listening to them.
1: Yeah, and then, like, telling her fun little facts about them.
0: Yes, yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, cool, man, great.
1: And then you, like, crank up one of the songs in the car, and they're like, what are you doing? You're like, isn't this good? And they're like, "Yeah, I,
0: I, I guess so. <laughs> Well, that's fun, listener mail. That's good. I, yeah. uh, I actually, I did know that that was tweeted because Jake reached out to me directly to have a conversation about the Rolling Stones as well, ah. well, uh, well in well, which he con- expanded on those thoughts. So it was uh, good to catch up with him about the uh, the band.
1: He can be on whatever episode we don't do Exile on.
0: Isn't that one of the ones he wanted to be on? Or wait, am he, I he,
1: he wanted to be on Exile and. Um... Sticky Fingers. Oh, okay. He can be on the Sticky Fingers episode all day long. I have too many thoughts about Exile for Jake to come in and... Well, over Exile... Me. Actually, you know what? I loved having Jake on the Pet Sounds episode. Yeah, we'll I, do it again. We'll I was going to say, Exile.
0: Exile feels like, with the little that I know about the Rolling Stones, Exile seems like it will be equivalent to our Pet Sounds episode in that it'll probably be a two-parter and stuff. So
1: Yeah, it is I, my uh, favorite um, album by the Rolling Stones.
0: I mean, it's kind of supposed to be their best right in general uh mm, people different
1: people have different thoughts but i think it is i think it's their pet sounds but
0: kind of like some people think the beach boys pet sounds is the best and then some people think it's la so you know (laughs) yeah it's kind of a it's just an ongoing debate there's people are right on both counts but you know it's just about kind of what music you prefer People love those acronym albums by those crazy surf oh my God. boys. M I U, L A, K O K O M O. So good. L M F A O. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 That's uh, Mike Love's nephew is in that band. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Love. <laughs> no, I was trying more to go. Isn't one of the guys from LFL? Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Both of the guys you, are They're related like Barry, to Barry Gordy. Gordy's nephews or something right
1: one of them is his son and the other one is his nephew oh
0: okay is it the son's nephew or barry gordy's nephew
1: one of them is barry gordy's son the other one is barry gordy's nephew okay yeah wow that's wild and they made that music huh
0: yeah Hmm. i think the weirdest part was not even that the music wasn't that great but it also got really popular i think the weirdest part was that they were like 45 years old or at least the older guy was. Yeah. Like it was just, really odd that yeah, that that happened. If they were both just, like 20, it almost seems like it would have been fine.
1: <laughs> How weird is it that in like the late 2000s, early 2010s, everything like like party rock was a genre.
0: Yeah. Well, you could do it in the house tonight, which really made a big difference yeah. I think and kind of opened the door to it being Yeah in the top 40. But, um, it really just brings back a lot of high school dance memories for people our age, PJ, yeah. which is really nuts. And yeah, you know, that Sirius is- XM 2010s channel in like 40 years, that's going to be playing that song a lot be like, guess what was number two. And this week in 2011, <laughs>
1: shot, 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 shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and, remember singing uh, yeah.
1: along to that song at a middle school dance. Shots, Which, shots, 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 shots. Yeah. yeah. And like everybody's so into it. And look, we're literally wearing
0: like jeans and tennis shoes. Like, no, in there's a maybe gym. five people at that whole dance who know what they're talking about, you know?
1: Yeah. There's one who had ever yeah. taken a shot. And it was yes. that bad kid who got kicked out.
0: <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Nice, PJ.
1: That was cool. I never graduated.
0: Hey, Jealous? right on. That's badass of you, man.
1: Yeah, no, I got kicked out of the senior
0: prom for doing coke in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was a bad scene. You want to get into our Rolling Stones talk, PJ? I do want to get into our Rolling Stones talk. Let's motherfucking do it. Welcome back to the Rolling Stone studs where we're talking about our favorite Rolling Stone songs thus far in their short yeah but busy
1: career yeah if you if you're a long time listener long time first time um you'll you'll have noticed us do uh, you'll have remembered us do this for the beach boys
0: you'll have remembered us do this yeah Sorry. I, I, it took me a long time to... I think, yeah. I jumped on it so hard because you never do that. And also, honestly, Zoom might have just uh, like made it a little weird there. And so you might have said nope, a totally I just, normal sentence. I just said it weird. Oh, all right. Well, no, yeah. I feel like a dick.
1: Makes a lot of pee. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go through... Uh, the years we've talked about thus far, 64, 65, 66, mm-hmm. and um, say what our perfect albums would be um, if if they had thought about uh, albums in a mm-hmm. way that was artistic, maybe, and not just sales. Right. That's yeah. a fair way to put it, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, because like every band of this era, the Beach Boys, the Rolling Stones, others, uh, all were part of a shift from the music world being centered around singles to the music world being centered around albums as like artistic concepts. So until around maybe 66, 67, 68 ish, Mm -hmm. it was more focused towards singles and the albums were just compilations of songs with no thought given to how they were put together. Right. And then post uh... 66, 67, it became more of a thing to, uh, try and make albums flow together, work together, and, like, they came out less often, but you were really putting your best stuff on there, as we right. knew by the Beach Boys. Because who, honestly,
1: who needs three albums from one artist in a year? If somebody did that now, that'd be insane.
0: Yes, but then they also sold, like, hotcakes, man. Like, they were printing they, money with those early Rolling Stones I guess in the Stones 60s, records, that so. makes
1: sense. But I can't imagine I guess Taylor Swift came out with two albums in twenty twenty, I think.
0: Yeah. There's a it yeah, it happens occasionally. You get two albums in one year. Um But three the band four. Four albums in yeah, one year, which it's a that's lot. Crazy. The band uh, well, to be fair, because one of, of the UK same. US shit, yeah, like I think they both got three albums that year, maybe. Or maybe the UK only got two and the US still. got three. But still, like, it is a lot. Too many. Um, More recently, the band Parquet Courts. I don't know if you follow them. They're a... I'm familiar. You got me onto them, actually. Yeah, they're an indie, indie rock band, somewhat current. And they had, I think, f- five albums out in two years. It was, like, not That's quite crazy. four in a year, but, like, pretty close. Like, I think they had three in one year and two the next year.
1: The weird thing is that's unusual now. Yeah. Where it's easier to record stuff. But in the 60s when it was hard as shit to record everything, they were like album after album after album.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: But I guess worse music could be popular in the 60s, you know.
0: And I take that back. They only had uh two albums out in one year. Hmm. But it was a period they released, but then it was a period of four years in a row. They released an album and then one year they released two albums. So it was like a, but I mean, I think it's saying something that by the 2010s, that was an insane output for a band. Right. To release yeah. an album in 2013, 2014, 2015 and 2016. And then two in one of those years is like, yeah, just over the top most artists now it's like one every two or three years yeah uh which kind of feels about right it's almost i um it's a little weird when modern bands even do what became kind of the standard in the late 60s where you just do one a year like it's a little weird when modern bands do that even yeah and no one can really keep it up i feel like anytime a band does that it's only for a few years and then yeah well i mean with touring
1: and stuff because now artists only make money on touring because true record sales like they get fucked out of those that's true so i mean yeah yeah
0: yeah weirdly um like streaming is kind of pushing us back toward a singles oriented music uh Mm -hmm. era which is very interesting and uh we'll see what brings back album oriented listening pj i don't know what will maybe it's just all going to be playlist from now on right playlists
1: and discover weeklies and
0: hey speaking of playlists you want to jump into the spotify Radio. playlist we made for the rolling stones
1: <laughs> that was yeah that was a, that was a good uh segue yeah, do you know, want to right? do my 64 or your 64 first
0: good question well first of all you want let's to talk, talk a little about bit about our methods yes let's do that so i took only songs that were released on albums in those years i didn't worry about like when the specific singles came out did you follow okay. that same i process? so i put for the most part yes okay. um
1: in 64 i did put one single on nice. um but i think it may have come out on a
0: okay yeah on a
1: um, album later on but i did the single came out 64 so i put it on my playlist um yeah and then it was just a matter of like the songs I liked, um, mm-hmm. I, I I wrote down all of the ones that were passable to make it on the album, and then I would I went through and saw which ones went together well or what I thought did. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think yeah for sixty four and sixty five I ended up at twelve songs on each one, which. I remember when we did this with the Beach Boys, it was really hard for one of the years, I forget yeah. which one, but it was really hard to get a full album's worth of like good songs. Um Yeah, I think that was like sixty two like early. Yeah. yeah. But for the Rolling Stones, I I think for both both albums I like added shit to the playlist and came back with like fifteen songs or so and then very easily yeah. cut it down to like a normal album length and it didn't yeah. feel that yeah. hard. Yeah. I would say I mean, it was- the Rolling Stones have more good songs than the Beach Boys, but not as many great songs from yes. this era. So like these albums, even though it was pretty That's, easy to get that many songs on there, I don't think all these songs are perfect. It's just the least bad ones yeah. occasionally.
1: See, I would disagree. I think they have a lot of great songs and I think they have more good songs. But yeah. um I so for mine, I think for 64, th- this was a lot easier to do than the Beach Boys. For sure. I'll agree with that. 100% like, knocked this out of the park. Um, on 64, I think I only have like nine songs. But then oh, for okay. uh, 65 and 66, I have 12. Um, okay. Because if I remember oh, yeah. correctly... I did the opposite for 66, but yeah. Um, I believe... Let me think. One, two... I have 10 songs. So I made it almost as long as 12 by 5. I tried to base it hmm. off of the the yeah. track listings of um uh the albums that came out that year
0: yeah nice yeah that's kind of why I ended up I think with 12 on each and then I sorta yeah. in my head kind of paid attention to like six songs and trying to start the second side with something but I wouldn't say I paid that much attention to that but see i did I did on that. on aftermath I for sure tried to make like a perfect vinyl album with an yes. a side and a b side uh but and then the me, 64 me, and 65 is just more a collection
1: I actually only have nine songs on 66 as well so 64 oh, okay. 66 64 Damn. 10 um 65 12 66 um,
0: nine well why don't you go ahead and start with your uh your 1964 then? Since it sounds like it's right. a little shorter, we can... I'm a little nervous, to Get Peter. started there. I, I, I don't want you to make fun of me. I'm guessing I have all nine of your songs on my playlist, but I'm interested if that's not true. All
1: right. I started off A-side with Time Is On My Side, organ version.
0: Wow. Interesting start to the album. Like, in this world, this is the Rolling Stones' first song on their first album. That's very interesting I, I just
1: yeah i didn't really think about it like that i just thought of, of it as like an album i would like to listen to and i was like i like that organ that starting off an album
0: you know yeah and i also i do like albums that start with a slower song like this like feels yeah. it's kind of a nice intro yeah um and it's just a good song it's
1: one of their best ones from 64 um, so I thought it was a strong opener. Yeah. Nice. Yes, it is. It's kinda everything that the stones are at this time kind of too. It's not as fast as they usually are, but it's yeah. like R and B E and bluesy, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's not a good Chuck Berry cover. It's
0: bold bold move to start the album. I like it. And then my next one, Mona. Nice. What's interesting, same order as on my album Just in a different spot so far Yeah, I have these two songs back to back too
1: they, they go together really well I think Because yeah. one is like that slow R&B thing And then this one is the Bo Diddley beat
0: Yeah Does Love, love um, Mona good Yeah, track. and
1: I thought this one was a good Middle speed to go from um, Time is on my side Into my hmm. next one And the rest of the album, which is a little bit quicker Nice also, it's just an amazing song. So yeah. if I heard these two songs right in a row on an album, I'd be like, "Fuck, that's a good album." Um,
0: but Mona, you know what's interesting? So oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, on mine, out of the 12 tracks, I had less than half off 12 by 5 here, which I'm surprised by. Yeah. Looking back at it. That is interesting. What did what did you pull more from, or is it pretty even? Um, let me think.
1: I pulled a lot from 12 by five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then my next one, I just want to make love to you. Nice. It's just, I thought having a strong A-side was
0: important. Yeah. So these three in a row. Same with me. Just went with a different different three, man. Yeah. This, though, also my track three. This is crazy, man. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It gets
1: crazier. Um, <laughs> you know, Just a, it's a good song. Uh, yeah. uh, Around and Around is my next one. Okay, nice. It's
0: Maybe their best Chuck Berry cover, I think. Yeah,
1: and I, really I tried good. to get rid of most of the blues covers, except this is their best Chuck Berry cover, and I figured yeah. it wouldn't be the early
0: Stones without a Chuck Berry cover. I kept a surprising amount of their covers early on man I was Mm -hmm. I kind of derided them but like especially the Chuck Berry stuff I really liked on re-listen so yeah uh like the later Otis Redding stuff and then like the very bluesy covers I'm not a huge fan of but kind of the other covers the more middle ground ones I I dig
1: I think you just can't get past how good the piano is in this like it is very good it's so good yeah um and then my next one If you need me, this is closing out the A-side. nice. This is a great song. It's an amazing song.
0: Yeah. So, what do you think of my A-side so far? I love it. It's... You have, like, each flavor of the Stones right in a row. And I like it. It's very different than mine, which I think is interesting and cool. So... Yeah. Um...
1: I think a slower one that is also an incredible song. Perfect yeah. for the end of the A-side. Yeah. Um, and let's go into the B-side here. It's all nice. over now. One of my favorite Stone songs of all time. Yeah. And I'm putting it at the beginning of the B-side. Because I feel like the B-side gets slept on a, light a lot. But right. the, the first song on the B-side, I think, is very, a very important song.
0: It's one thing I took from you know like the the stones album of this era they the whoever whatever record executives put them together followed that formula a lot with a strong a a strong b uh starting each side and so i agree i followed that i think for both these albums well as well
1: um yeah the song's just great there's not much more to say about it
0: and then I went with Tell Me. Tell Me, yeah. This is a good one. Ah. I like this one. I think... I'm pretty sure I defended this one the very first time I listened to it, but... Okay. I dig it. Ah. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Um, and then, you know,
1: you get a little bit of, like, the mellower vibes on the B-side, okay. so that's that was my thinking. For sure. And
0: it, it gets into it. Plus, you got it put, you know, the one Mick and Keith song from this year on there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then I put Under the Boardwalk. Oh, no. <laughs> that is a pretty wild choice, honestly. I know we both agreed this isn't a bad song, but I don't think it's nearly... That's interesting, man.
1: See, I've been listening to the song wow.
0: so much <laughs> and I was like...
1: I don't yeah. know if I like it or if it's like a guilty pleasure. I don't know what's happening, but I was like, I have to put it on. Yeah,
0: there. I like it. And especially you didn't even do a full or you did like less tracks than me and under. the. Wow. All right. I like it. And then. Not fade away. Yeah. Got to have this on there.
1: And this is the last song on the album for me.
0: Damn, PJ. Short, tight, under the boardwalk is on here. I there's a couple. I'm surprised you don't have on here, but what are those? We'll get there. I guess I would mainly say Route 66. I'm surprised you didn't find Room 4. No, really, interesting. I really like that Route 66,
1: but see, I don't dislike it, but I was like. I, I mean, think the, at this PJ, point, I'm just bored of it. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh,
0: I, I was just gonna say. Let me put it this way: Under the Boardwalk or Rid 66? And you choose Under the Boardwalk. Oh, you know Damn,
1: it. Man. Yeah. Cause like when I cause I've been listening to these early like all these albums like over and over again, and like every yeah. time Under the Boardwalk comes on, I like get into it. Like
0: Under it. the board. That's you know, but fine. Like, it's it's definitely not bad. I can't. When
1: Route 66 comes on, I'm just um, like,
0: this is on like six other things in this era. I've heard yeah. it a lot. I do like Not Fade Away as the last song, though. That's fun. And kind of a fun, like, it's the end of our first album, we're not going to fade away. A little yeah, uh, message to the world. That was I like it.
1: Exactly my thinking, yeah. But I think, all in all,
0: nine songs, pretty good album. So, to your mind, is this like a 10 out of 10 album, or is it's not bad maybe an eight yeah yeah i was kind of thinking the same way with mine where it's like this is a very good album but still if this was their real first album i still would probably only be like seven or eight out of ten
1: yeah but it's it's far improved a a 10 is a perfect album and i don't think in 64 if you knock a 10 out of the park no way that's true that's true
0: no one was doing that kind of shit yeah all right you want to go on to yours let's do it man you ready? Got to start with a round and a round. Good choice. I the Stones for me. I want them to like kick the door down at the beginning of the album. So, yeah, I think you go with their most rockin' song from this era. Okay. Or okay. from this year. I think it's a good choice. I think it's it's a great song. Mix not doing that much Chuck Berry pantomime and the guitar is really good you know i yeah, that's fair it's a good first track i didn't want to start with like a
1: i don't know i i will defend this chuck berry cover i don't think i could start an album with it but i don't think it's a bad choice yeah all right
0: next we got it's all over now i wanted to start strong like you did let's put the best stuff up top Good song. Yeah. There's and no like this one and two, I think with around like it's a good a good upbeat start, man.
1: Yeah. I just wanna make
0: love. Too. Yeah, gotta keep it rolling. They're a rock band. Not ignore that. Yeah. I mean, if this didn't make it onto either of our albums, I would have been yeah. shocked. Plus, wasn't this like their first song? No, this wasn't the first song they did on TV. Yeah. This is the one that got him kicked off at Sullivan.
1: Yeah, but it, it's yeah. solely good yeah. yeah.
0: And then next, I have one you didn't have It all. Little by little. I, I don't I like have... love this song, but it's definitely good, and I think it fits here in in what I'm trying to go for, which is just you know getting an all upbeat start to this record yeah let me look at my notes here because i had one
1: list of songs that were definitely going on and then like backup ones and yeah i'd be curious if i have any
0: songs on mine that you didn't want at all because to my mind it's pretty clear which songs of theirs are like very bad and pretty good from this year I mean, I don't think I put any bad songs on mine. You might disagree with Under the Boardwalk, but... No, not um, bad. That's not a bad one. It just didn't come to me initially, you know? Like, I got to a full album's worth without thinking of it, so...
1: See, this one wasn't on my backup, but I do like this song, so I think
0: it just must have slipped. Yeah, uh, the song titles are, like, a little generic here. Yeah. And Um, then next, I have Congratulations, which... Slows it down as the second-to-last song on the on the A side, but I think yeah. this was a Mick and Keith original, and I feel like my thinking was getting... I wanted an original one on the A side.
1: Okay. This was a maybe on mine. Um, I didn't pull the trigger because I thought it would slow... Like, with the rest of the songs I chose, uh, I yeah. thought it would slow it down too much.
0: It definitely but slows no. it down, but I don't know. I like this one, and I like... kind of like with yours, wanted to get like a little bit of variation there in the uh, first, yes. the A-side.
1: All right, so this is the closing to your A-side, this next one, Yeah. You know,
0: tell Me. Oh, I went slow. I forgot that Tell Me came right after this. Ah. It was a little slow, slow into the A-side there, but after those okay. first four of hard and tunes, ah. I guess you need a breather.
1: Did I have this on mine?
0: Yeah, tell me, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. See, I really like this
1: as... I think choosing this as the closing to the A-side is good. I think it's got to close out one of the sides. I didn't do that, but I think that's a really good choice. It's a good song. Tell me. And then your opening... start with time is on my side yeah i mean it's definitely the
0: second best song on this album so i feel like it needs to start the b side um
1: i think that's a good choice we just did the opposite kind of thing where mine opened the album yeah
0: yeah and then i followed this up with mona so same order there
1: yeah which i think those two just go together really well honestly
0: And then I had Carol following this up, which did not appear anywhere on yours. Another Chuck Berry, right? This one didn't even appear on my
1: maybe list.
0: I will say I do not love this song, but I felt like my B-side needed a little bit of an upbeat tune going on, and so this was the first one, the best one I found. Or, like, I needed a rocking one in the middle here to... Help it out, because okay. I okay. I saved my other most rockin' song for the final track, so. All
1: right, after Carol, we got, whoa, whoa, Not Fade Away. Yeah.
0: It just was, it got kind of bogged down in, like, the same mid-tempo here, so that's why Carol, I feel like, I Okay. How it's gonna be. a good
1: song. After Not Fade Away, you got If You Need Me. Yeah, great tune. Yeah, that's I mean, good choice. I think yeah. it's a good order so far. And then,
0: and then I wanted to finish out with Route 66. I love an album that ends with a a rockin' tune, so And I really see, like Route 66, I, I have to say.
1: It wasn't on my no list. Yeah. It was on my like maybe list. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah I did not I didn't think it was album
0: worthy I like it I like it as like a little I don't know I like I like the uh, Upbeat album closer here I think
1: it works on your album Yeah But um, listening to it Like back to back to back With all the other like Chuck Berry covers On yeah. those albums I just couldn't Like I just got so sick of it I do think it's a good song though I, yeah. Like independently of the album I think it's a great song
0: I love, I think my favorite part of this exercise that we've done with both these bands now is just, it makes such a huge difference to me hearing a song in a different, like, environment. Yeah. Like, if I, you know, make my own track list and a song that was, like, the second-to-last song on the album is now, like, the third song on the album, it just sounds so different to me uh, being in a new spot like that. And it makes some songs sound way better than they would otherwise, and then sometimes... You realize a song is meh no matter where it is. Yeah.
1: So. I, th- I mean, that's truly what I like. There were definitely songs I was like, oh, that's not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you can't make that good. But um, I think. Yeah. Solid. Solid, Pete. I think it's yeah. a good. I think, like, terrible.
0: this. For all of our ups and downs with the Early Stones, if this was their, you know, real first album, I would have been very excited. Yeah. So not not to um i don't mean any bias
1: by this and not to like to my own horn i would give mine an eight out of ten yours a seven out of ten
0: yeah it's got it's got more songs on it and the songs that i yeah. added aren't all fantastic so i hear you yeah i felt like i i towed the line between just my favorite tracks and then also trying to come up with like a realistic album maybe that they yeah. would come out with
1: and that's but, fair yeah um I think both of them are good. If this had actually been their first album, that would blown my fucking mind. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it really goes to show when you release three albums in a year or one, what kind of tunes you kind of cut.
1: All right. Now let's age a year. Let's
0: think into the future. 1965 was surprisingly, I would almost say, easier just because there were more like great songs to choose whereas 1964 there were a lot of good but not great songs that were all kind yeah. of equally fine 65 was super easy um yeah um you want let's start with
1: yours this time and we'll go to mine
0: so in 65 um i think i almost all of my stuff was on was from out of our heads but to be it fair, too, yeah. I think Rolling Stones number two or something shared a lot of songs with Out of Our Heads, so I think it's just more of those versions is what ended up on my playlist, but um, yeah. The 1965 one I think is really good. The 1965 one, I wonder if you noticed this with yours, it sounds all over the fucking place, like because they yeah. are dabbling in so many genres. I could not, no matter how much I tried to order this thing, I could not get it to stop sounding like just a weird playlist to my head cuz the genre yeah. stylistic departures just are all over the place.
1: Uh, yeah, I I had that same thing to where the point I I was thinking about just putting it on shuffle on my
0: Yeah. uh yeah. playlist cuz I mean cuz like they're very bluesy tracks just like don't they sound so much different than like their newer direction of like Get Off My Cloud or Satisfaction, but then that mm-hmm. like fights with some of the R&B covers that they're doing and then also right. they have some like kind of of the era pop stuff like Heart of Stone and Under Assistant West Coast Promotion Man that like sound like kind of Beatlesy to me. And it's just, it sounds yeah. so weird, but I did my best. 12 more songs. Let's do it. I think you just got to, you got to kick it off with satisfaction. There's, there's no other there's place for this song. No other way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it's the perfect opening uh, to, you know, this album. Plus, uh, it's
0: so different than all their other songs from this year. It could not go in between other songs. <laughs> it would yeah, sound it insane. T-
1: it, it's like uh, when they tacked um, um, "Good Vibrations" on the end. Yeah, of, uh, the smiley smile, the acoustic smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. Right, and it would have sounded like that anywhere, but the yeah. first thing on here.
0: I um, I did try satisfaction as like the third song on the first side, and it just. It, it sounded no. insane. Uh, I'm going to spoil this. I also put it first because it nice. cannot go anywhere else. Yeah.
1: All right. And then next you had
0: The Last Time. Same thing I did with 1964. I just tried to front load the shit out of this album and just try and be like, yeah. let's make a perfect A-side. And I think I might have made a perfect A-side for myself here at least. All right. You're talking yourself
1: up a little bit. I mean, no this... Deal. Song goes really well after Satisfaction. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, and then it's almost the that, only
0: song I could find that went that well after it. But oh, absolutely! It, it, Satisfaction's it, a weird, toughy. It is until Jump and um, Jack Flash and stuff come out. Like they don't have other songs that sound like it at all. So
1: yeah, um,
0: yeah, I think it's a good choice.
1: Uh, next one you had was Mercy, 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 Mercy Baby. All right. Amazing song. Yeah. You just threw this one. I mean, yeah, there's not really... uh... there's not really a uh, you said there's not a good way to order it so i was gonna ask you oh. why here but i mean
0: i tried having this one start. first on the album like it was on out of our heads because i really liked it as an album opener but i think it works this yeah. way i think it's so fine. too.
1: Um, so you have three one.
0: like very good guitar leads in a row oh absolutely
1: next one you got down home girl yeah
0: which i like more and more the more i hear it man i think it's a good song and I think like satisfaction kind of aside, but I feel like it's a good start so far. Like it's, even though the styles are very different, it's all of a piece in the way that they're just like a very pared down, you know, drum bass guitar band with some bluesy licks happening.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the start of their like country thing. A Little bit too, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get also, away. very good, like, Mick vocals on all these, I feel like. Yeah. Gotta Get Away. Amazing yeah. song. Yeah. One that I originally did not like, I think, when we talked about December's Children. And I put it I on this it. album kind of as a, eh, let's see how it goes. And ended up really liking it. So. See, I, I've done the same thing where I've liked this song a little bit more the more I've yeah. listened to it. I think it's just the first time he comes in with his, eh. It sounds kind of off key to me. So I like didn't love the song. But once you get past that, it's fine. <laughs> it's a really good song. This should have um, redone that first lyric.
1: Yeah. Once again, it does drive me crazy that it says, I've got to get away. And it's called gotta get away. Yeah. But then later
0: right. they go, gotta, gotta, gotta get away. So. The spider and the fly. Ending out the uh, A side here. Finishing out the A side um based on your playlist i think you're really gonna dig my playlist probably uh this is an example of a song where this was like the third to last song or something on out of our heads and this song sounded like very crazy to me being on the front half of an album but okay i like i still like it a lot um it just was interesting hearing it in new context this is a song i think i
1: originally was like i don't really care about it but i yeah. think it's good it's a good one. i just love mixed vocal on it, it is fantastic yeah. start of your b-side get off my cloud
0: once again a song that does not fit at all with the rest of these songs so you got to no. start a side with it <laughs> nothing else fair. to do
1: yeah just an amazing song all around it's a fantastic
0: yeah. song but yeah it does sound very weird Especially since we're not actually listening with A-sides and B-sides. It sounds really weird sandwiched between Spider and the Fly in my next song. <laughs> yeah. Because so, stylistically, it's just very different. You went with the under-assistant West Coast oh, yeah.
1: promotion. Such a good song. See, this was one thus far. The only one that you put on your playlist that I did not put on You didn't
0: even put this one on? God damn, PJ. What's your problem with this song? What's your fucking problem, DJ? <laughs> it was the f- the top of it's my maybe list. It's a personal offense at you not putting this song in. I love this song. I will say I, I don't I love it quite as much as I did originally. Like, it's... Yeah. But I still like it, for sure. Um, See,
1: I... Yeah, this was at the top of my maybe list. It just didn't quite make the cut. Yeah. Heart of Stone. Did I you know
0: yeah heart of stone was a a very maybe for me but i think i had 13 songs on this and i forget which other one i got rid of but once again i felt like i should emphasize the mick and keith songs if they were at all decent so yeah uh, apparently i didn't put this one on my album
1: yeah but i should have i yeah. don't know why i didn't i think i just missed out on it but
0: i mean it's not amazing but it's solid I like the yeah. chorus. No That's weird. I thought I would have put this on there. Never break, never, never break. Because
1: I love that part. Yeah. Just know that if I were to make
0: this again, Heart of Stone, Stone would make it. I do like this album has less slow songs, which I think is better than the 1964. I think there's yeah. only this one, and uh, I guess "Got to Get Away" isn't that slow, but slower for them. Yeah um surprise surprise oh yeah
1: also this one did not make it
0: really see what's interesting about this song i didn't love it you said i think i remember you saying you really liked it when we went over the album yeah and i uh in the back of my head went oh eh, maybe i should give it another try if bj thinks it's that good and then liked it enough to put it on my my uh best of here so
1: you know, I think maybe what happened was I didn't spend that much time on um, on the Rolling Stones
0: now. Yeah. And maybe that's why I didn't. Maybe, um, but I do like this one. I really love the drums on this. Charlie Watts is yeah. doing some really nice drum fills. He's an amazing drummer. Yeah. But Surprise, Surprise is a really good song, and I wish I would have
1: put it on mine. Uh, it Like, my Maybe List... Should have had a Heart of Stone. That didn't make yeah. it anywhere, which is weird. I think it just skipped it on accident. Yeah. But uh, the, the under-assistant West Coast Promotion Man and you know. surprise, surprise, top top of my maybe list.
0: All right. I'd, I'll take it. One more I'm try. I'm excited to see what made it to replace those. One, one more, more try. try. I also do not love Love, but it's short and it's pretty good. And I needed you know another song.
1: I didn't bother with this one. Not on mine.
0: You know, I think this came up on an earlier episode, but I, I re-listened to the lyrics and realized it's about, like, people failing, and then, you know, he's yeah, cur- like but in, like, kind of dark, funny ways, and turn me around a yeah. bit on this one. Uh, and then, I'm free. I thought, interesting album, Closer. I thought,
1: that is an interesting.
0: Like, because I like this song, but... It also kind of doesn't fit with, like, the other songs of this period, I feel like, so I thought it'd be a fun album closer. It's weird knowing what's on my playlist and then <laughs> listening to yours,
1: Yeah. because there is definitely similar thoughts going on at a certain point. You'll know when you hear it, Yeah. but um, the other ones are just... Your B-side threw me for a loop, but Really? I don't know,
0: man. I once again, I don't think this is like a perfect album, but I think it's a solid, like eight out of ten, probably. Okay. Um. All right.
1: Shall I start mine, please? Yeah. Obviously. Gotta. Start out with I can't get no satisfaction. Um. Just an like we talked about obvious opener. Yeah. And then the last time. Nice. Right after it also, there, there's no other song that could go after this. Yeah. After I Can't Get No
0: Satisfaction. Um, just, you know, insanely good. Yeah. Um, and just a really amazing one-two for an album. Absolutely. If it was real. Yeah. And then I did a one-two-three. Oh, yeah. I don't dislike yeah. that at all. Yeah. Nice. Um, I just tried to
1: front load all of those ones right because um, get them out of the way
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um see and this is where it gets interesting i did get off my cloud and then i did i'm free
0: interesting
1: because wow. i really liked i'm free i really yeah. shouldn't have um got, thinking about it, would have put this at the end of the b-side yeah um yeah it's good that, though. that i like it here yeah Right now it's just a groovy fucking album. Right. That's like, I w- it would kick ass. Um, yeah. And then, this is one that you did not put on yours.
0: Play with fire. Oh yeah, I forgot about this piece of shit. <laughs> I like this song a lot. I don't. I don't hate it, but it. I definitely like all the other songs I put on mine more. So. It would have been it we probably would have been close album. if i needed another song or two yeah
1: yeah we talked about this during the when we talked about um this album yeah. i really love this song you don't care for it that much yeah i don't know
0: I actually it. if it would have been close <laughs> i really i might have like i had a 13th uh song on here for a bit and then i realized i didn't need 13 songs so i got rid of it yeah i cannot for my life remember what it was it was not play with fire <laughs>
1: I really like it. Yeah, it's uh, good. And then the last song on my A side,
0: I'm all right. Yeah, this was a tough one for me because I love this song, but I. It doesn't fit. I yeah, I on felt an album. like if you're doing like your ideal thing, it would be weird to put the live version in there, but I do love this song, so I think it's a good yeah. choice. Yeah.
1: So, I, yeah, I popped it at the end of the B side um, yeah. just because I thought it, it kind of fit there. Like, if it's going to fit anywhere, it's going to be that one. Um, right. Yeah. But yep. it's a really good song. It's good shit. Um, and then the start of my B-side, this is where things get interesting, Peter. Mercy
0: Mercy. Nice. I like okay. it as the start of a B-side, actually. Yeah. That had not even occurred to me, putting it that late on the record, but. Yeah. But an amazing
1: song, especially yeah. for start of a B-side. And then I did Down Home Girl. Nice. Mm-hmm as we talked about before smart choice after mercy mercy and
0: then i did gotta get away the groove oh my god (laughs) yeah uh now i see what you mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then i did because
1: that fits in really well yeah and then those three songs spider and the fly really perfect oh my god
0: yeah four in a row that's really nuts yeah yeah wow we had a Um, lot of like because my whole b-side you didn't like have on your album almost yeah um but like my, five B-side is, yeah. Yeah, my
1: B-side is pretty much your... Whole A-side. The, yeah. Um,
0: That's pretty wild. I like it.
1: Yeah. And then I did Down the Road a Piece.
0: Oh, yeah. This was the one that was when I had 13 13? songs. And then I realized, I don't... I like this one, but I don't love it. And, yeah. I like it a lot
1: it's that piano that gets me like yeah it's good sucker for it and then my closer she said yeah oh wow
0: i should have put she said yeah somewhere on my album yeah i like this i don't know why i missed out on this one although i honestly don't know where i would put it on what i came up with but i yeah this is excellent I,
1: i had to close out the album with it you know
0: yeah that's awesome it's i great. like it yeah. surprisingly yeah we got a good uh range of songs on both of yeah yours, so the
1: the only ones we disagree you didn't put play with like you wouldn't have even put play with fire on yours no and i would yeah. never have put um uh
0: heart of stone <laughs> oh no, no under, under Stone Assistant. should
1: have gone on mine no under assistance one more too. try so, either one more try or surprise surprise
0: yeah I probably should have put she um, said yeah replacing one more try maybe that would have yeah I don't think
1: I ever would have put one more try on mine
0: yeah interesting
1: but that's that's my 65 you know I think both are solid though oh
0: yeah yeah which does show they had a I mean for they had four yeah. full albums and uh, yeah a lot of good music yeah um, I'd give both of ours eights, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, One thing I found especially listening back through the 64 and 65 uh, playlist that I made was that I was wrong, kinda, about Harmonica. I still don't love it and don't think it's that necessary, but... um. There were a couple different songs with harmonica that, when I was like carefully listening back, some really actually like incredible harmonica solos that I was super impressed by. So I did not give them enough Brian or Mick. I'm I didn't look up on the specific tunes who played it, but it's good shit.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, I really I've liked the harmonica the whole time.
0: I think, I think for me, part of what it was is just um when it's more featured I think I almost like it more rather than when it's just like a weird kind of rhythm instrument in the in the track.
1: Yeah. Um I agree. I, um I think harmonica should mostly be like a solo thing and not yeah, like a Yeah. Cuz I
0: don't I still don't love the sound of it as an instrument, but then yeah, like listening back it's you can I could hear the uh you know, the talent level there for sure. Right the specific song that made me like change my mind as much as I did <laughs> on harmonica uh, was on one more try The harmonica solo on that is kind of nuts it is good Like, all of the uh, vibrato and shit that they're doing yeah. is really impressive. My guess uh, that's is that a that's, Brian Jones. That's Brian yeah. That yeah, It's like, it reminds me kind of of on, um, I forget which one now it was, too. It might have been Little Red Rooster. The slide guitar where I was like, oh, shit, that's what they were, like, talking about when they were like, slide guitar sounded like um, like a man singing and shit. Like, that harmonica to me sounds yeah. like... It's like making noises I didn't know you could make with a harmonica.
1: shit. Yeah, that is cool. Anyway, um, so we talked Aftermath. about this before the show. We um, it was the only thing we talked about before the show, pretty much, um, we have almost the exact nineteen sixty six. Yeah. Which um,
0: rather than saying like, rather than uh, doing the. The year moniker i just named mine perfect aftermath
1: i saw that what
0: would be perfect for um, my aftermath
1: right and i want you to guess because the only thing we have difference two songs are swapped
0: yeah i, I want, will guess, you to guess it is our final two tracks are swapped You nailed it. Okay, and I have... You nailed it. I can't imagine that people listening to this will find this interesting, but I have so many thoughts on why those final two tracks should be swapped or work in either direction. But let's... Okay. Since we have the exact same album, is it... Are there no difference in tracks or anything? There's... No, no difference. We we have it same order. That's honestly really crazy. We swapped the last two, yeah. That's especially crazy because I think yesterday... I switched around the order of my b-side a lot hmm. and so like we would have been different but okay
1: yeah let's get to it all right so first track obviously
0: I think it's very obvious yeah yeah you just you have to start with It black and see this is what I
1: tried to do on my 65 you start off with like a little yeah. weird thing that goes into a really good song yeah so yeah Um, Obviously an amazing first track on an album
0: Yeah and I think This is more than Any other song on this On Aftermath this encapsulates Like this period Of the Rolling Stones what the Rolling Stones were trying to do With Aftermath Right. Trying to move away from the blues Trying to write their own stuff trying to be Weirder edgier More of the moment like Also yeah like a Perfect song so Yeah and then, under my thumb, which I think is a very
1: obvious choice to go after, paint it black. Yes. Just get those two hits. Yeah. One round. And also, via.
0: it's just like a yeah, insane start to an album.
1: Yeah, and it's, oh, I fucking love this song. Under my thumb. It's,
0: it really is kind of just so perfect. It's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's such a good song. Yeah. And then the next song. Also, an amazing song.
0: Yeah, this um, one was tough for me to figure out a place on the album because I really wanted it on Aftermath because yeah, it's better than any of the songs that we didn't end up putting on Aftermath. Right. And it's definitely a huge hit from the Stones from this year, but it stylistically feels more like Get Off My Cloud and like Satisfaction to me. Yeah. So See, it- I was gonna pop it on the
1: beginning of the b-side but then the rest of the b-side is nothing like this i think i did the Um, exact
0: same thing at my first thought yeah i think part of the reason this sounds a little out of place is just because we listened so much to aftermath in the last couple of weeks without it yeah that it just sounds weird among all these other songs but it probably doesn't sound that weird if you'd never heard this album before you know
1: that's probably true it probably fits pretty well if you're like not because like yeah listening to this for the first time
0: yeah like songs like High and Dry and What to Do, I would say are both also kind of sound like 1965 stones, too, a little yeah. bit. Like earlier. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. But 19th Nervous Breakdown, yeah. great.
1: Yeah. High and Dry. Oh, yeah. I didn't think you were going to put this on yours at all.
0: Oh, yeah. I have come around hard on this song. I really like this one. It's so dumb, and I love it. <laughs> so this is also for us because of the length of going home we decided to not do what the shitty uk version did and keep it at a normal album length it's at yeah 40 minutes almost exactly with nine yeah. tracks so we'd have a five song a side and a four song b side here
1: yeah um high and dry it do, it, it is a little bit weird after uh um after uh, 19th nervous breakdown but yeah still a good song um, I think it kind of time. works
0: I don't know I think it kind of works though but yeah and then out of time it's a little bit weird but I think it I mean I think it's fine which I didn't this is the same order high and dry into out of time as it was on the original aftermath just later in the album yeah. which is weird because it doesn't feel like these two songs should be back to back to me
1: no it work. feels like they're off different albums but But this is also, I think, a good song.
0: You know, what's kind of funny is there was a whole lot of talk about when we reviewed Aftermath about Brian experimenting with a bunch of crazy instruments. And I'm pretty sure in our ideal albums here, we got rid of all of the songs that had anything other than the marimba and the sitar. We just have two marimba songs and two sitar songs left. And like all the dulcimer... (laughs) Is, I think the Dulcimer is really the only other one, but all the Dulcimer songs yeah. are gone now, so...
1: That's funny, I didn't even realize that.
0: I guess the other instrument, the experimental kind of instrument, was Keith doing fuzz bass, so... You yeah. still have a bit of that. Yeah, so this, I think, is a perfect
1: uh, B-side closer.
0: Yeah. That's
1: very- I thought about putting this as the last song, just because it'd be cute, like, at a time, you know?
0: Yeah, I had this on my B-side for a long time. I forget what order I actually had, but... I needed to move and you know I was talking about this just
1: shows how fucking nerdy we are that we
0: thought about this a lot it was I enjoyed this and then the Beach Boys episode where we did our own albums like I are maybe like my favorite two weeks of like this podcast man it's so much fun to me for some reason to make up my own albums like this and to really get granular about the album order
1: yeah and then start in side, side Mother's B, Little Helper. Because yeah. this side. is a
0: great starting track. But it's yeah. definitely, you know, it's it needs to be side B. Pain of it less. does,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and
1: then What to Do. Such a good song.
0: I think originally oh, I really had What one. to Do after High and Dry. And then I had Out of Time and Mother's Little Helper together on the B-side. But it just got a little weird... Where like I'd it just felt like I was grouping together songs of different of the similar styles, so I tried to Yeah break it up.
1: A bit. Break it up. Um I had what to do on my A side for a long time. Yeah. I love this song. Um yeah. And then Flight Five O five. Nice which I put. This is PJ's um, version. Oh, am I playing I am playing my version. Yeah. So yes, I put Flight five oh five. Yeah. But Peter had put going home in this. Yeah. in the place of this
0: which to be fair when we talked about aftermath uh it would have been last week i think i said going home has to be at the end of an album this album because it's so long and kind of annoying that there's no yeah. way it shouldn't be at the end of the album and i immediately came and back was next, my this week and <laughs> broke that ruling
1: yeah um i thought i thought that going home had to be last because if you hear a long ass song that like it's pretty good for the most part but like i don't you don't want it to like them to like if they want to turn it off they can't you know
0: yes and yeah yeah i hear you i think i think logically that makes the most sense but i have yeah yeah i have reasoning for flight 505 being last on my version Right. What's the reasoning? Am I supposed to go into do it? To... Okay, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Here, I'll, I'll so, go to Going Home, which was the last on mine. Yeah.
0: I also originally had Flight 505 first for that reason, is that Going Home is not that great super long you should be able to walk out of the room five minutes into it and not have to like worry about missing it Yeah. but two things first of all part of me liked the idea of going home being really obnoxious and long and people turning it off a lot and then flight 505 being like a weird hidden gem to people oh who, like, like the, the people who actually put on up with flight album. five or going home get to hear flight 505 and you could like own this album for a while And be like, yeah, I've never really gotten to that song. And then it's like an amazing track that you get to enjoy as like a new song.
1: Right. Yeah, the Beatles had a secret song. Yeah.
0: So like that fictional idea (laughs) uh, I enjoyed. And then also very nerdy. I really, really liked the idea of going home, which is all about him lusting after his girlfriend on the road and then right after that song having Flight 505 where he's getting on a plane to go Um, home and then Flight 505 ends with them crashing the airplane which for like what the Rolling Stones are trying to do on this album I felt like was kind of a great album ending lyric of the like protagonist of the album dying in a uh, in a plane crash right after it starts with Paint It Black where he's all depressed and stuff and yeah. yeah that makes sense so plus i do like the juxtaposition as well just between the slowness and the ridiculousness of going home and then just ending with like a tight blues rock song at the end
1: yeah i get that feels feels nice sure um yeah i think i do like this album a bit more but i i I get what you're going with
0: yeah I just liked, it felt like it had too many, like, ideas that I enjoyed going for it to, to do the yeah. other way.
1: I would give um, both of ours yeah. probably an 8 out of 10, again,
0: 8 or 9. I think I'd give this a 9 out of 10 to me, honestly, and, yeah. like, almost a 10. I think every song on here I really like, if not love, except Going Home. But because I've created this idea of that and Flight 505 in my head, I think like (laughs) I I forgive it and you know I'd move past it. Right. Um. Also, I just talked myself into what could be a ridiculous idea. But the album order that I did, and if you and if the boys had done this order and had thought about it at all before the album came out, could they claim this was a? concept album in the same way that pet sounds was where it wasn't technically a story but it was a collection of like sounds and moods and like lyrics that were all similar enough to kind of I guess called... technically
1: if they had done what you did in your head um yeah yeah in an imaginary world they technically <laughs> could have
0: yes yes i knew it
1: i just like the idea it's crazy like, that the Aftermath... rolling stones came up with the idea of a concept album it's weird, dude.
0: The UK version of Aftermath, especially to me, had enough like songs that just, it just felt like they were close to that. But since it wasn't a thing yet, no one was actually like working along those lines when they were recording. Right. So it, it feels right for like, yeah, a kind of retrospective review of like, oh, it's kind of a concept album. Right. I can see that. Just gonna let this go for forever. Yeah, well, I'll... uh... Those would be pretty perfect albums, either of those. I mean, they're basically the same one, but...
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, You have your whole backstory.
0: (laughs) I did not have that. I didn't nerd out that much. Um, I really nerded out on Aftermath. And the other ones, honestly, man. I got a Yeah. You know what this exercise made me wonder? Because now this is the second band we've done it for. And uh, objectively, the Beach Boys and the rolling stones to different degrees but they're both like good bands for at least portions of their career and like widely regarded as good bands but it made me wonder like if you did this kind of exercise with any band like it almost makes us want to choose a like purposefully bad band if we do this a third time yeah just to see like if you go album by album and really like devote listening time are you gonna find hidden gems in there that you like learn to love or is it just that the rolling stones are a good band and even though i don't like it on first listen it gets good the more you go
1: yeah well i think they're a good band like i do um yeah we know later that they you know become a good band i think it's just a matter of picking the wheat from the chaff
0: that's true yeah it helps a lot but yeah so email us your guys's track list if you got them out there if anyone else out there is as obnoxiously nerdy as we are about the rolling stones i'm sure there's a forum post out there <laughs> with oh someone, i
1: guarantee uh, there is them doing find this it?
0: but uh yeah send us in your track listings and pla- uh
1: and if anybody's an artist if you can just draw all of the people uh who have gone to jail for tax evasion just uh yes. hanging out at in a diner the
0: style of the famous actors hanging out in a gas station yeah would really uh, that, that that would
1: be phenomenal. Actually, yeah. I want them to be hanging out in a jail cell.
0: Well, and I think PJ were. I think we have we only have one more album to talk about that has two editions. Right. And then we only have I think two more albums with Brian before the Rolling Stones kind of take on like a new mantle with, without Brian. Right. Um, they're pretty good. Early period? I think so. Pretty good. Would you consider yourself a Rolling Stones fan yet? Hmm. I don't know if I'm quite there yet, to be really honest with you. (laughs) I definitely like them more than I thought I did after this exercise. Just because, like you said, separating out the really good songs makes you realize how really good they are. And unless you forget all the bad stuff. Um, Right. But aftermath was the first album they've had so far that i really felt like i got very into as an album which is i'm the kind of music listener who really needs a, an album to sink his teeth into and yeah. i think i'm gonna need two or three of those before you know You're i start getting into the rolling stones as yeah as a band but i have high hopes for between the buttons and uh her satanic majesty's request yeah Speaking of, uh, I know we're trying to leave here, but speaking of our friend Jake, I mentioned he texted me about the Stones, and he said something vague about having a controversial opinion to share on Her Satanic Majesty's Request, and I said, I actually know nothing about that album and don't know whether it's supposed to be good or bad, and at this point I'm trying not to know so that I go in with a clean slate, so I was like, I don't know what a controversial opinion on that album would be, and he seemed to indicate it would be bad. But I don't know You got me? <laughs> well, we'll find out in the following weeks to come people. That's true This The stone will keep rolling along Gathering and then losing moss Yeah Which the moss we'll is good songs other. and bad songs
1: <laughs> And we'll see you on the other side of that wave
0: That's right